Oh, welcome back to Black Christmas with Movie Rewrite. Yeah, you heard it. We're back with Black Christmas Redux 2019 film, which I'm going to argue right off the gate. Uh, Porque. Directed by Sophia Takel. Screenplay by her and April Wolf. Based on Black Christmas by A. Roy Moore. Hmm. Starring Imogen Poots. It's a very interesting last name. <laughs> Same with the first name. Poots. Right? Poots here. Imogen. Imogen? M- I-M-O-G-N? Imogen? Imogen. Uh, Imogen? Yeah. I'm Ogen? I am Ogen Poots. Sorry, I shouldn't be. I don't, I'm sure she's a lovely lady. Despite the name. <laughs> <laughs> Lily Donahue, Alyssa Shannon, Brittany O'Grady, Caleb Eberhart, Harded it. Yeah, that D girls. with a T. Well, you know, you know somebody. That one brown the... girl is from um. What brunette. brown? What? Oh, the brown hair girl. Okay, is from uh, Mean Girls. I'm pretty sure. Okay, this was released December thirteenth, a Friday, of twenty nineteen. Yes, ninety-two minutes. Isn't it um the Euro Trip Girl too in this? You're thinking of the other movie, Amanda um, Trajan Trajanberg. Yeah, Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg. That's the other Black Xmas. We'll get there in just a second. I watched that one though. You watched this one? Which one did you watch? The Trachtenberg one. No from fucking way. From two thousand six. You you watched the oh six and not the nineteen. There was no nineteen. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Okay, you know what? We're watching. We watched uh, two different movies then because okay. I was like, "Oh, this 2006 Black Christmas. It's 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 like an homage to." Oh 74. wow! So you were just like, "What is this idiot talking about?" Well, I was confused. Well, and I yeah. well when we did black when I, when I asked you which what we were watching, you said I thought you said this one from 2006. So that's what I watched. Oh my god! See. <laughs> Folks, this is the problem of when you have movies with the same fucking title, yeah. and the only thing differentiating it is the year, because yeah. now we run into this. No, I haven't brought it up in Black Christmas 76. That 74. This, what, 74? I even went through the cast. Oh, okay. Well, hey, you know what? We'll just combine the two and see what the overlap is. Okay. You want to do that? Because they are basically the same Okay. Premise, yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do this. assume. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Black Christmas 2006. <laughs> oh, and if you look on the the poster, it says Black Xmas. This is a uh, rated R horror slasher at an hour twenty four minutes. God bless these hour and a half horror movies, man. It's the way to go, especially with it's this bullshit. Wow, so 2006 you fucking, is also I, some bullshit. Dude. I can't believe you fucking watched this movie. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, uh, the plot. No, nope, you know what? Let's go to director Glenn Morgan and see what his dealio is real quick because maybe this will give us a little bit of uh, see, know, on, insight I, into what's going on with this movie. On Wikipedia and on on um, IMDb, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the 2006 film is Black Christmas, but the 2009, not Xmas, but Christmas, and same with the 19 film, same title. Hey, Hollywood, it's fucking ridiculous. Knock it off. 
the director for the 06 version did a movie in all 03 called Willard with the follow-up of To Black Christmas and then three episodes of X-Files from 2016 to 2018. So not a whole lot directorial, obviously. Producer, uh, 21 credits, mostly TV. So I guess this guy just wanted to cut his teeth on a horror movie, but he did produce some Final Destinations. So a thriller. Yeah, so there you have it. Uh, <laughs> fucking uh. This is hilarious. I am excited to hear what you got to say about Black Christmas 06 because I do not care for the one I watched. I don't care for the one I watched either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, plot. No, I'm sorry. I keep saying plot. Yeah, let's just oh. do plot. What? So 19 is a loose remake of the 74. Okay. But it's the second loose remake. The 2006 is a loose remake, too. I'm going to argue. That right, makes more I'm sense. I'm going to argue right now the 19 version should have never been called Black Christmas. It should have been called something else. I, it, we'll get there. Uh, so the 06, the holiday season turns deadly for a group of sorority sisters. Sounds familiar. Katie Cassidy, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Lacey Chabert, Chabert, Chabet, Michelle Trachen, Trachenberg, who are stranded at their campus house during a snowstorm. Okay, interesting. These co-eds better, watched out, better watch out <laughs> for a vicious killer is on the loose, and he will not care if they are naughty or nice. This came out December 25th of 06. Oh, timely as well. Mm-hmm. Box office twenty one point five million, uh, adapted from Black Christmas. Uh, walk me through this hot mess of a movie, dude. Oh man! So, like Tell they me. have a they have an opening scene where um, it's an homage to the seventy four. How so? Uh, girl in a room hears a noise in the closet, opens the door. The clothes are in plastic bags, which I for in my mind that's an that's an a throwback thing. Nobody does that anymore. Or maybe they do. Okay, let, let's just time out real, uh-huh. real real quick. You're going to this movie in 2006. Uh-huh. I am in my early 20s. Yeah. There is no way I'm walking into this knowing that there's a 1976 version of this movie. Why the fuck are you playing such homage to this? Because it's remake. You have to hold some things over. I think the things they're holding over are the overwhelming or the over overall themes of sorority, killer, Christmas, and that's pretty much it. House mother, they kept that too. Okay. Um. All right. Sorry. Keep yeah. going with that. I I just don't. I mean, same deal. Like, there's you see the the plastic over all the clothes in the closet. Um, the girl is suffocated by the clothes bags. I mean, right there, boom, brings me back, you know, <laughs> brings me back to 74. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like this was, they were trying too hard to stay stay in 74. I feel like almost they should have used the idea of the 74 Black Christmas and just made a brand new movie because I think they tried to do too many things that were in the same vein or a throwback and it just was, it was too dated, I don't know for 06, in my opinion. I don't know. Um, Just real quick, Bob Clark did come back as to co-produce this remake. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one thing 
That was a huge... Did we say it's rated R? Did I say that already? This one no. is rated what, R. What was the first one rated? That one was R as well. This one is rated... Uh, no way. 74 was rated R? God damn it. You're huh. going to make me do some Googling. This one is R. Okay. And I think this is important because the one I watched is fucking PG-13. I would assume 74 was PG-13. Really? Dis- I mean... Despi- there, I know they were lax. There was, there was a lot of cursing, but like we were saying, the violence is minimal. The... the uh, Nudity was minimal, like uh, R. So, so of the three, two are R. But the the newest one is PG thirteen. Well, that one I I did some reading. Look like it had an R rating, but they did some recuts and stuff, oh, and I made it PG thirteen. Which I understand. I'm still why. gonna argue should not have been called Black Christmas, and maybe shouldn't even exist. Anyways, back to Black Christmas 06, please. So Black Christmas 06, um, in this, this uh, we'll call him the moaner, is is apparently a cannibal. Um, Super weird. But this movie, for one, gives Billy's background story. So in this movie, the killer is named Billy, which in 74, it was hinted at. They come out and say it. Not only do they say it, they give a background story of Billy and give the background of why he is the way he is, and it gets So is this saying crazy. that the killer from 76 is now the killer in 06? Or is this just reimagining this, this is Billy? This is reimagining the Billy so story. Billy, so does Billy have any connection to any people, any of these sorority girls at all? No. Okay. So is he calling from in the house? Yes. Oh, fuck. Wait. I can't remember if he does call or not. <laughs> okay. That memorable. That he's to know if he's. I, yeah, I'm kind of trying to skim this and catch up a little bit, but my yeah. God, this is. So, so for me, I like the idea of having a backstory, having the rationale, having the understanding of where like a killer is coming from. What are the motivations? For me, they went too far. They they tried too hard. It was very elaborate too. I don't know if you know the backstory of Billy, but Billy was a child that his mother hated him and she married yeah keep um, going i'm I'm reading some of this <laughs> yeah. plot and i'm like she married ooh, i'm uh, turning into the groaner of, ooh. well that was the other thing too like she she got pregnant oh boy right i, oh. I can't remember do it you was want so me to con- do yeah. I, we, you, you do need to recap do you want me to recap, recap this recap, yeah. billy lens a boy born with severe jaundice is constantly abused by his mother constance with the help of her lover, she murders Billy's father, Frank, on Christmas Eve That's of 1975 and buries his body in the house's crawl space. When Billy witnesses her her issue, or this, uh, she imprisons him in the attic. Okay, cool. So we're kind of going back to the original. Uh, in 1982, oh boy, Billy's mother impregnates herself from her own son in the attic due to her boyfriend's impotence to conceive another child yep nine months later constance gives birth to their daughter agnes and uses the occasion of agnes birth to further reject billy on christmas day 91 billy escapes from the attic and disfigures eight-year-old agnes by gouging out her eye he then brutally murders his mother and her lover he is caught by police eating cookies made out of his mother's flesh and is sent to a mental asylum while agnes is taken to a local orphanage this is what this fucking movie's about? Yes. Holy shit. Yes. They go 
real complex Ugh. in a very short period of time and you pretty much get the synopsis is pretty much what the movie is they don't really really isn't much more to it um billy being born in 74 75 whatever it is and then him being an adult in 2006 he goes back to the house his former home which is now delta alpha kappa at clement university in yeah, new hampshire that's okay yeah as you could tell i was super invested in this movie because i've forgotten so many details um but that is ringing a bell yeah so he um escapes from the mental ward because that's where he's at he's yellow because he has severe jaundice which okay you know why that was put in there i don't know yeah, the reason for inter- his mother to interesting detail yeah. oh, okay um and with that too he starts killing people and obviously because he made cookies out of his mother's and step no just mother's flesh of just mother's f- flesh sure oh you should have seen the scene it was something else okay. I, the whole the whole time i'm wondering why i cannot believe why? we're watching this the, the, the same but different movie oh, okay okay <laughs> this, is, this is fascinating <laughs> keep going with mom cookies please yeah mom cookies and i'm thinking so why why did they make this choice again oh. gets caught by police thrown in the mental ward um in the mental ward he is a criminal genius and breaks out kills the guard escapes goes okay. back to his childhood home for some reason for oh, reasons so so not for reasons because apparently in the movie he talks about how um the guards talk to each other about how okay. every christmas he says he's going home all he does is write notes to the guards saying oh. that he's going home. He's going home for Christmas. He's going home. He's going home. Okay. Um, and they're like, "No, you're not going anywhere, Billy. You know, you're you're in a mental ward, maximum security, or something. It's okay. essentially a max prison." Um, um, do you want me to go through the plot and you can just pepper in a weird shit that happens? Mm, sure. Yeah. Okay. So he escapes. He's at the sorority house. Uh, let's see here. At the house, Claire Crosby. One of the girls is murdered in her bedroom by an unknown figure. This is the 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 plastic wrap around the face. Okay. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Megan Helms begins to hear noises and goes up to the attic to investigate. Upon finding Claire's corpse, she is attacked and killed by the same assailant. How does she die? I don't remember. So memorable. <laughs> so memorable. So here's oh, okay. I'll okay. stop you right there. So um, so you know that there's a similarities killer. between original and 06. Yes. Okay. One another uh, similar similarity is that at this point you don't actually see the killer. You know there's a killer. You know that it's killing these people, these these sorority sisters on purpose. But you know it's you, Billy. You don't know. You assume, but there's no definitive like Billy time. You know yet. I think maybe there's glimpses of yellow skin, or something, and so you're like, okay, there's Billy. Um, but go on. But you showed your hand at the start of okay. All right, movie. Uh, well, I'll get through this, and we'll see if my theory is going to hold true. Okay, so we don't remember how Megan dies, so apparently nothing super great. In the living room, the sorority sisters, Kelly, Melissa, Heather, Dana, and Lauren, along with their house mother, Miss Mac, okay, we get it, receive a threatening phone call from the killer. How was this phone call? Was it near as threatening as 74? Is it 74 or 76? 74. 74. Wow, your brain... <laughs> Just turning and turning over there. I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, 
Claire's half sister. Oh, oh. So one thing I did write in my notes. <laughs> in my notes. Wow, Yep. So Billy has been in the insane oh, asylum Billy. since seventy five, right? I can't hear Billy in a movie without thinking like Gizmo, like Billy. That that works. Billy. I'd say that'd be inappropriate. Or maybe that's like a creepy voice. Or for was Billy. Billy overused in the eighties? Is it? It's just a terrible murder name. I feel like there's something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anyways, what were you saying? I didn't mean to derail this with the Billy talk. So like you, you were talking about with the um, the phone call. My question is, Billy's been in the insane asylum for... 15 years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Locked away since he yeah. was a child. Uh-huh. There was no cell phones back then in the 70s. Okay. How does he know how to operate a cell phone? And well, how I does mean, he get... Well, I mean, he's not like under a rock... I don't know. Dude. You're, you're, you're in an insane uh, asylum. How do you have access to a cell phone? And who is teaching you how to use these? And who they've got how do you TVs. How, how is a TV a cell phone, though? No, I mean, do you can watch it being used on media and commercials. I, and I guess it is like you're overthinking it. Not like this movie, apparently. <sighs> so, what's your argument? Is, is he calling from a cell phone, or yes. is he calling from a landline? Cell phones. Which you would think would be equally easy to trace. It'd be easier. No, it wouldn't because they're just going off of pings off of towers. So they could triangulate. And it'd be the same deal. Like Star oh, six, in, nine. They're in your house, yeah. <laughs> Let's try it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Test out, see if it works. Um, okay, so they get a phone call after two people have already been killed. Uh, the half-sister soon arrives searching for... One of these other ladies. Callie's boyfriend, Kyle, arrives as well, but is kicked out when Kelly discovers Megan's sex tape with him. Mm. Anything to add to that? Yeah, she was really upset. Is this at least a good sex tape? Because we were no. saying the other movie was a little no. sexless, considering literally nothing. they're like laying on the bed, facing the camera. All you really see is their faces. Oh, okay, it's, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, good yeah. angles there. Okay. Yeah, great angles, great, great, right? Yeah, um, he's a tripod, and I guess. Right, like a normal couple. Come on now. So how do they come upon this uh, sex tape? How does she discover this this sex tape? So it's on um, the first girl's laptop or on her <sighs> desktop. So, so she's Was she there. editing the video? She, uh, she was just viewing it, I'm pretty sure. When mm, Got to bring up that contrast, huh? Right. She was like, oh, man, I got to make myself look better. Them um, shadows don't exactly, do me no favors. Exactly. All right. Uh-huh. Photoshop, Photoshop. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, that was – she was in her room watching the video. With headphones on? No. Damn it. And then um, – For sure it would be self, uh, uh, headphones. <laughs> Cell phones on the ears. Uh-huh. And then that's why she heard the noise coming from her closet, which is why she went over there and was suffocated oh. to death by – the killer because she was watching slash editing her sex video it got left on the computer because she was murdered and wasn't able to close it down so when they go to investigate because they're looking uh, for her they go into her room they're looking this is bringing back this is bringing back memories all bringing okay so good it's all coming back to me good and so the boyfriend and the girlfriend go in there and they're looking and the girlfriend looks on the desktop and sees the sex tape it's just up there it's a screenshot, essentially, of the girl and her boyfriend, clearly in coitus. And so, boom, okay. she's very upset. Cool. She starts freaking out on him, as she should. 
okay. what a garbage human, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So we've got some boyfriend drama again. Mm-hmm. Any abortion in this movie? No. Okay. All right. No. That's all I care about, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, your main focus. <laughs> all right. One thing I would say Sex is... Sex video. Is um, one thing I noticed early on was that uh, the skulls, human skulls in this movie are very, very soft. Oh, yeah. How they die? That, that's scientific. It's true. There's so much fluid in the brain. Yeah. And, and the, and Becomes the skull. Like gelatin. That, yeah, it's just, I mean, we should all be wearing helmets, really. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> any minute, like, don't bonk your head getting up, like, on a counter, because you might just puncture and, like, you'll It'll just, you'll, you'll deflate, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was what I got from this I movie. I <laughs> think that's how skulls work. Yes, they don't protect anything. No, they're not hard and they're at all. super easy to... To, just to put, crush, yeah. Yeah, there was one that um, what was it? There was a uh, skates, death I, by skates, ice skates, ice skates, like stabbed to the head. Yeah, like stabbed not, to the head, not to the eyes, but to the head. I think so. All right, well, maybe maybe this nice plot summary will uh, uh give me some more info on the kills. Maybe. So let's um, when the power goes out, Dana goes to the main breaker under the house but encounters the figure in the crawl space and is killed. Is this the ice gate? How is she killed? Tell me, Jake, how is she killed in the crawl space? Crawl space. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Ah, okay. Uh, let's see. When they realize Dana's ambushed by the figure, the remaining sorority sisters and Leia go outside to find her, only to find their fellow sister Eve decapitated in her car. I feel like we missed something in there, but okay. With the police unable to arrive in time due to the snowstorm, Kelly, Melissa, and Lay decide to stay inside the house. Whilst, God, who wrote this shit? Heather and Miss <laughs> Mac flee in the car. Heather is murdered, and Miss Mac is impaled by a falling icicle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right? Again, yeah, okay. skulls are super soft. Okay. While Kelly right and Lay descend to the garage to investigate, Melissa's attacked and killed by the assailant. Kelly and Leigh return upstairs and find Lauren's eyeless corpse. Holy crap. Kyle returns to the house, and the three go and investigate the attic. While ascending the ladder, Kyle is dragged into the attic to his death by the assailant, who is revealed to be... Billy's sister. Agnes. A.K.A. Now an adult. Mm, well, what are they? Because that's... So, There's so like Billy an eight-year is... difference, right? Is that what we decided? He was... No, wait. No, no. Oh, Billy uh, is... Billy is Agnes's brother slash father. Oh, remember because shit. Agnes is yeah. a product oh. of, of incest. And one thing I would note was you're your own, you're your own father son. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the other thing too. Like that was one of the lines was Agnes goes, my, uh, uh, uh my daddy one, brother. One, yeah. That's no one. One of the girls was one of the girls was like, oh, your brother, blah blah blah, and she goes, no, my daddy. Which is true. Chills. Um, the other Chills. thing too is that um, I would say before this time, you you know that Billy has jaundice. You know he's yellow. Uh, there's scenes where you think it's Billy, but you're also like, eh, I don't know. It's too it's, ambiguous it's, to know. Well, it's like a, a yeah, it's like a mannish face. All all the Billy scenes are are cryptic you know there's like there's like yellow skin you could tell it's like a male of some sort and like a part part of his face you're like okay yeah um come to find out when they show agnes it's like a dude in a wig 
with a yellow face. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> dude face. Okay. Literally, Billy in long hair. Okay. So that's how they get you. So good. As so good. Billy enters the attic. So. So another thing too, when the boyfriend gets pulled up in the attic because he goes to explore. Yeah. One thing you find out too is that Billy has superhuman strength. Well, all grabs all him, murderers do. Throws him across the attic. Oh, all murder is he a big dude? Billy. No. Billy, of course. He's just like normal. Oh. Okay. Billy enters the attic. Kelly and Agnes struggle, leading the two of them into the empty space between the walls of the house. As the killers converge towards Kelly, Leia helps her escape before they start a fire, leaving Billy and Agnes to burn to death. Leia, uh, later, as Kelly and Leia recover in the hospital, Billy, who is partially burned, kills the morgue assistant. Wow, we're really kind of getting into Halloween territory here. <laughs> While Kelly goes for an x-ray, Agnes appears in her hospital room and kills Leia. Lay? Lee? Lay? Uh, when Kelly returns to her room, holy shnikes, Agnes appears through the ceiling and attacks her, but <laughs> Kelly uses a deflabor... Def- <laughs> my God. Defibrillator to kill Agnes. <laughs> Moments later, Billy enters the room saying, how dare you kill my sister... Sister... Si- daughter see, sister. Daughter sister. How dare you kill my daughter sister? I don't know why he's got to be a hillbilly, but... Uh, he enters through the ceiling and chases Kelly to the stairwell. They briefly fight, ending with Kelly pushing Billy off the railing where he is subsequently impaled on the tip of a Christmas tree, killing him. Again, Christmas trees are really sharp. Yes, especially the points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Wow, this movie sounds... So I, dare I say better than the 19 version? Because <laughs> holy shit, this um, thing is bonkers. It it they do really try to like keep it keep it running, keep it going. I would say uh, there's a line I wrote down. He's my family now. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that Agnes said that about Billy, and I don't know why. But I wrote weird. I wrote boo. Weird, weird parental mother obsession issues. Okay. Yeah, just super weird incestual things going on. Well, you want... And then all the other thing I remember from my notes is that... So all the eye stuff, anything that a victim had like an eye missing, eyelids missing, blah, blah, blah. It was all Agnes because Billy had taken her eye out when she was a child. So now she's obsessed with eyes. And apparently she forgave her... Father, father, brother. Father, brother. Okay. Yep. God, I hate She loves words. her father, I brother. I hate those words. Please stop. <laughs> Just stop. Well, here's a little tidbit. In writing the character of Billy, Morgan, the, you know, uh, whatever of this movie, was inspired by the real-life Edward Kemper, a real-life serial killer. Welcome back to Serial Killers. Oh, okay. I'll be your host, Cole. We'll talk about serial killers. <laughs> Uh, who as a child had been locked in the basement of his home by his mother, whom he later murdered. So the introduction of Agnes as a serial killer was, according to Mary Elizabeth Winstead, incorporated in part to extend the film's narrative arc, giving that the phone calls come coming from inside the house from the 74 plot twist. Sure. <laughs> the relationship between Billy and Agnes allowed Morgan to explore themes of family, which are also prevalent in the relationships between the female characters. Um... They claim that in 14, the inclusion of the serial killer was under the urging of Dimension Films executives. It felt, quote, it felt like a $10 million movie 
of Black Christmas didn't need anyone's help, uh, whatever. Sure. So, again, some true elements weaved into this batshit crazy plot. I mean, yeah, in a, in a realm with, I don't know. Yeah, it was weaved in, but also, like, it didn't really matter that it was true based on something true. Like, the storyline itself is believable enough. I don't know. At least in my in this day and age, we've heard horror stories of child abuse. So, you know, it'd be like, oh, an actual child was locked in a basement, locked in an attic, locked in a closet. It's like, yep, I've heard that story before. Because um, people are terrible. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing, too. So during the movie, the group decided to split up. Yeah, as, good. You know. As a good Scooby-Doo bunch does. Exactly. Yep. You know, yep. what's the best thing to do? We have to split up. Um, Raggy. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> it's another brother brother scenario. <laughs> like Daughter sister. <laughs> like Scoob. For fuck's sake, man. <laughs> uh, there's another thing on here where um, anytime the a girl would get attacked... They'd like hit the attacker once and then try to run away. And every time the attacker would recover and then kill the girl. You got to finish that shit. You've got. The and upper I'm thinking, hand. yes. How uh, by this time? How is it not just normal? You just hit them until they don't move anymore. Like, you got to have a movie. You got to have the girl escape long enough to maybe think she's gonna get away and then have some kind of like well, that's weird the thing. kill. I'm totally fine with her doing that knocking out the attacker or him acting or she acting like she's been knocked unconscious Mm -hmm. and then the girl running away i'm totally fine with that and then like you're saying then the attacker can come back guess what i'm still coming after you you know that's cool i like that um and then with that said too uh at the end of the movie there was like a scene where both of the lenses were still alive both of the who were still alive Billy and Agnes. Okay. Or Abigail or whatever her name no, is. No, it's Agnes. You got it right. I just... Nope. Nope. You're... Yeah. It's, okay. It was like, okay, so they're possessed, which makes sense. Why are they still alive? Why are they super strong? Why are they super Why evil? Michael Myers, essentially. They're, they're possessed. Yeah. Um, that was my take. I could be completely wrong. Wow. Okay. We want some controversy. Oh, wait, we got something else? No, no. I was going to say, what what does 2019 bring us? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm trying to find this. Apparently, there's a lot of controversy around this movie. And one of them was the film drew backlash from Christian groups because of its studio decision to release the film on Christmas Day. Several groups, including Liberty Council and Operation uh, called the film offensive, ill-founded, and insensitive. Um, and then there's a questionnaire. Apparently, it there's just some some issues with the release date of like, how dare you release this on Jesus's birthday? When Which we is do, funny uh, because oh, wah, 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 wah. December that isn't even Jesus's birthday. You know what? We're not doing religious talk. But if we're gonna be talking about I, I it know. being offensive, then it, it has no bearing. It literally was changed because that was a pagan holiday. Like. That doesn't even make sense. Their argument is irrational. Okay. I see what they're saying, though. So, uh, in the United Kingdom, Jamie Russell of BBC praised the film writing, It's no screen, but it lives up to the title, A Black Comedy Christmas Movie 
with halls decked with holly mistletoe and a Christmas tree full of popped eyeballs. Unlike the recent When a Stranger Calls remake, which also starred Cassidy, Black Christmas has the smarts to be playful with a choice selection of festive slasher gags pushing the envelope of bad taste. A candy cane sucked (laughs) into a... (laughs) A candy cane sucked into a stabbing weapon, and angel-shaped cookie cutters do more than cut cookies. The results, does that ring any bells? A candy cane and... I do remember, okay. yeah, stab, stab with candy cane. Oh. Because... I think through a skull. <laughs> I think, yeah. That, I think that might have been the first ones. I'm like, wow, skulls are super soft. A candy cane can go through and kill you. Uh, the, re- the results in... Undemanding multiplex filler, a ho ho horror movie that goes to the season to be jolly. That knows it's the season to be jolly. Sure. I mean, I guess this is one of those you probably don't like it or you love it. Um, Most people don't like it. I was going to say this, the the reviews were pretty bad, but now I'm like, maybe I got to see this shit show because I kind of like the cast of this one at least. Well, I would say that at least it was like people I recognize Trachtenberg, the Mean Girls girl, like mm-hmm. I don't even remember her name, but at least I remember those people from something else versus just a bunch of randos. Okay. Um well, that what was... was and the rotten toma- the rotten score was 15%. I don't know what 2019 was. Okay. But All right. comparison of well, that's, whether you should watch Yours it was um interesting. I'm glad we had a miscommunication on this one. Yeah. Well, now we covered all three Black Christmases. All right. So Black Christmas 2019. Oh, let me, ho, let me ho, hear ho. about it. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, this is a loose second remake of the 1974 Canadian film Black Christmas after the 06 film. This one follows a group of sorority sisters at Hawthorne College as they are preyed upon by an unknown stalker. Mm, yes. Uh, Jason Blum... Uh, from Blumhouse Productions is kind of spearheading this one. And it is the film received mixed reviews from critics who criticized its writing themes, PG 13 rating overt political messages. Well, okay. I'm glad you said it. Um, and deviations from the original film. Okay. This movie has some of the same stuff. So there's a girl leaving to go home for Christmas. So we've got that in common. She is getting texts from or messages from uh, what's called Calvin Hawthorne. So she gets this these messages. Um, oh, wait. I got to backtrack here. Yeah, let me backtrack because this movie opens with a quote. <clears throat> from Calvin Hawthorne, the founder of the college in uh, 18, of 1819. Man possesses powers so formidable they can only be considered supernatural. With a proper education, man can wield those these powers to go forth into the world. Put a pin in that bullshit for a second. Okay. All right. So our first kill of this movie is a lady sorority girl is walking down the street. And these look like normal houses. It's very well lit for being at nighttime. That's good. She gets this text, and I my note says, there's an emoji of a pig and a cat. This plays back to that 1974 Ooh, where there the is... Pig noises. Yeah, the pig noises, talking about pig vaginas, and using the P and C words 
to describe the female anatomy. Oh, so this is, is their the over form. way okay. of being like, huh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Again, if you haven't seen the original, why are you making any nothing. kind of connection? Because yeah. you're reading this going, okay, it's a pig and a cat emoji. And I'm not mean? automatically like, I don't know, being yeah. grotesque or anything unless about you've, it. Yeah, unless you've seen 74, then... <sighs> This girl thinks she's getting followed by a guy on a cell phone who's just walking behind her, but look, they frame it to it looks creepy. And he's looking at his phone while she's getting texts, so she's like, huh. He goes off to another road. Killer confronts her. He's wearing a mask. She runs to this house. like She's literally on a sidewalk, runs to the house, knocks on the door, turns around, he's there, knocks somewhere, turns around again, and he's not there. Dun, dun, dun. Well, okay. Knocks on the door some more. Killer answers door. She runs away, stabbed with icicle, and she's like laying on the ground with her arms out when she's, and then she gets dragged away. So it looks like a snow angel. So, uh, wh- yeah. What's your question? Why the killer takes? So, so, so you're saying the killer was following her and then disappeared and went to the house and then opened the door and killed her. Is that what you said? Oh yeah, yeah. Welcome, uh, welcome to Black Christmas 2019, okay. where the thrills and chills abound. Okay, okay, continue. Okay. Sorry, continue. I, I thought I was having a stroke or something. Oh no, no, you you heard <laughs> correct. The killer plays cat and mouse with her when he could have killed her five times to open the door and then icicle murder. Yeah, icicle murder. I love right it. through the sternum again. That's a very magical piece yeah. of ice. Bones are very soft. <laughs> and icicles are made of steel. <laughs> that too. Don't you know? Um, so honestly, I I don't know. I think I'm going to do the same thing with yours. I'm just going to go through some of this plot. So we've got a lot of these same issues, except this first kill is not at the ha- at the house. But again, she was expected to be leaving. And she gets a call from one of her sorority sisters like, Hey, I didn't realize you were leaving. Like, I got you a present that you're not going to get. The present was a vibrator. Oh, nice. Okay. Again, again, put a tack in that because that'll come back. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you some things here. A hairbrush. No, a hair clip. Gets passed from one sorority sister, our main one, Poot, Miss Poots, to another one. Kind of disappears. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you know what a diva cup is? Yes. Okay. Well, we're on the same page of that. Uh, we get a nice scene where our main character, Miss Poots, I should just find out what her name is in this movie, uh, Riley, is getting ready, and another sorority sister comes in and says, with a little bit of weird dialogue, hey, my diva cup is missing. Can I borrow one? Uh... Well, then we get to see her shove it down her pants. Oh, I'm going to try my hardest not to sound sexist okay. during this, but this movie really is going to make it difficult because it is shoving girl power and chauvinism and a bunch of other... You know what? I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> not making myself sound any better because I'm not that eloquent to do this. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so I, one thing I've, I forgot to mention if we're going to talk about the 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 feminism slash overt masculinity of this movie is I forget what platform I watched it on, but it's got PG thirteen rating and it for rape, violence, adult language, and content. And when you see the word rape 
in as part of the rating. Yeah. You're like, you're not automatically thinking, Oh, PG 13. Like that's, you think that kind of puts it in the R realm, but it doesn't because this, uh, this already happened and is playing a big part of Riley's story for this movie. Okay. So what we're dealing with here is a sorority where there is distrust because some of the sorority sisters believe that this happened to her because he's a big frat dude. Some don't. Uh, one of the other sorority sisters is adamant that this that Carrie Elway's character gets fired because he is demeaning to women, and that they she got a petition signed that the bust of Hawthorne be removed off campus. And so he, the professor, is making this big stink of like all these women are doing all these things that are tradition and shouldn't be messed with, and men are top of the food chain. Oh, okay. So these are the kind of themes we're dealing with here, along with girls giving girls vibrators, uh, <laughs> this Diva Cup stuff. All of this stuff is kind of, this is our sauce to this movie. They're really taking current events They're to really taking current events. So we're dealing with the date rape culture of college campuses because at, for some reason they are doing, this sorority is doing a sexy... Christmas song dance, much like in Mean Girls. <laughs> and Riley wasn't going to do it, but one of the other girls gets murdered. And, and I'm not she gonna, has to fill in? I am not going to talk about the murders because they suck ass in this movie. <laughs> really? And they're not worth talking about. Yeah. Um, well, wait till, we get, <laughs> wait, wait till I give you the twist and you'll understand. Okay. So she fills in and she's like very hesitant because the guy's there. And before she does it, she notices there's a fraternal thing going on fraternity issue and they're like taking pledges and there's black goo on their head like you know and the bust is there okay whatever and the bust is like bleeding goo so they do this thing and then she turns her bit of the song into the um this guy raped me and oh, wow. and then they leave and so this kicks off the well now we're getting harassing text messages Things are going on. It's this fraternity is getting us back. Mm-hmm. And we're introduced to a nice character for Riley who, again, this because it's a horror movie, we've got to introduce characters that normally aren't in this person's life but all of a sudden are to make us think, oh, well, they're already hanging out with the killer. What does it matter? So they get you know, chased around their house, some death, yada, yada, yada. Um, they think they kill, oh, they think they kill one of them. But guess what? Guess what, Jake? Not Guess dead. what? Guess what? Not dead? No, it's the fraternity. It's multiple killers. So here is oh, what's going on with this movie. Okay. Once the bust of the founder was brought back to the fraternity house. Okay. It is now magical. Oh, and possesses the whole fraternity. Is the that what you're saying? The ideology of man at top of the food chain is what's in the goo. So when people are pledging no. to be part of this fraternity, they mark them with this, and now they are... They're inundated with that ideology. Yes. No. You, so no. While, while concurrently they are getting harassments at this sorority, they are also going to the other sororities on campus... And, and harassing mur- them, too. And murdering, because oh. these women are stepping out of line. And murder is how you put them in the line. Yes. Okay, okay. So the reason I bring up objects as 
the hair thing, the oh my god, the dildo vibrator, the, the, and the and the drip cup is because those are the objects used to murder get them? these people to know who to murder. It's almost like a weird. I don't know. It's almost like it's imprinted on the people imprint on the objects. The objects has, give them the path to it that It has person to be an object that's, okay. that's been inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing with that vibrator is, to my knowledge, it was never used. It was a gift. But you see it on the table because that's the first girl but to die. But they touched it. She never, the, the girl who died never touched it. She didn't know that was a gift. Oh, didn't even... Then that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So basically, this is like a voodoo esque. I we gotta have an object of this person to put on this table so that our now possessed fraternal brothers know who to go kill. Right. But they don't straight up like just go in and start murdering. Like it's always this cat and mouse thing. Just like the opening scene of like toying with the victim. Before killing them. So I go back to, why is this movie called Black Christmas? It has nothing to do with even the the original or the remake. Right. When you were putting supernatural elements into it. And also fraternity. There is no fraternity in the previous movies. Well, we could do make Black Christmas, but we got to have black goo in it. Because then that makes sense, right? And a fraternity committing all the crimes too, right? With multiple possessions. Yeah. Because it's not just a choice. It's literally demonic. Yeah, you're basically right? yeah, you you go in to pledge your you know to the fraternity, they you know get you into it, they put the goo on your face, and now you are a man possessed. Yeah. To put these women in their place. By killing them. By killing them. Okay. Come to find out one of the sorority sisters betrayed them all and was the one collecting the objects and giving it to the fraternity. She Why? is gonna be on bent knee to be under the ruling thumb of man, and she's okay with it. Because our other characters are want equal rights, if not more feminist ideals. And so they're the ones that are fighting back. So this movie ends with Riley and another sorority girl going, and Riley's like, nope, I'm going to go back. I'm going to save my friend, the boy that we meet, because he's going to infiltrate, figure out what's going on. And then the other girls drive in, realizes there's other sororities being attacked, and come back with sorority sisters, and there is just a big beatdown man versus female in this soror- in this fraternity house which ends up just getting lit on fire okay <laughs> sure let me give you multi-million dollars to go make your movie called black christmas where you're gonna use black goo as a supernatural element and the catalyst to have people kill women and then women fight back and then women fight back and, and, men, triumph, and men are accused of rape. And then when they're accused of that, they decide to go on a murder spree Murder's and harass the, the, the fraternity, uh, sorority. sorority in their place. Huh. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a desire to watch this, but <laughs> based on Rotten Tomatoes, this got a 39% versus the 06 got only a 15%. Neither of them, I mean, I would rather watch the one you watched than the one I watched because this one is just not... It's just not in the, in the same vein even. No, it's not. Is like, it during Christmas time? Yeah, I mean, there's there's the one girl get... Are there Christmas Okay. Lights? Is there murder by more than just icicle? Is there murder by, like, I'll, gingerbread I'll t- man? I'll... <laughs> 
So one of the girls is like, well, I'm going to go get more Christmas lights to this already decorated house. And she goes to the attic, doesn't turn the fucking light on to see what's going on, opens the trunk, and then starts plugging in lights, and none of them work. And then when she gets to the big bulb ones, it plugs in. And the second it lights up, you see the... the Dude, it looks like freaking something from uh, like Doctor Doom, like the mask and the uh-huh. hood over it is there. And then it cuts. Or then you see her later like she was strangled with the lights. Oh, so they don't even show the act. One girl is straight up murdered, and then she's set out on like the port, the porch on the front of the house that no one ever sees, and you only know that because the camera is up high. You see that, and you see their other sorority sisters walking to go do, I don't know, go to campus security to tell them what's going on. But again, some of them are like, oh yeah, they're supposed to be gone, but then they never made it, and there's always the excuse of like, well, the weather's been bad, or girls will be girls. I'll look in. I'll look into why your daughter is twelve hours late trying to get home. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I will, but she probably got murdered by this weird <laughs> frat for reasons. And it's just, huh? Uh, there's some stabbing with keys. Yeah. Uh, Marty gets an act, uh, an axe to the abs and dies. There's some uh, bow and arrow play. There is this. There's this one scene where they're they're trying to hide and they get into the kitchen and hide behind the like the count the island countertop and they start crawling well the guy's standing on the countertop yeah and it's like okay you didn't see that guy i guess your head was down enough that you didn't no oh, just he out, just he, he wasn't just, even trying to hide he just he straight just up standing there, there watching oh. them crawl and then starts attacking and then again just starts killing huh yeah it is they play with this idea also of headaches uh, Landon is one of the boyfriends of the girls and he is very, very good in a relationship. Like they seem equal. Um, the girls are having this debate and he, you know, gives like, he acts like he's got a headache and then he freaks out on them about how they're kind of being irrational. It kind of takes the toxic masculinity thing and then leaves, comes back to apologize and, when they say what tell him what's going on, like there's someone here trying to kill us, he picks up an axe, like, I'm gonna go kill some people, and then he gets an arrow to the head, I think. And then someone <laughs> else gets a headache, and it's like they play with this extra idea of like men get these headaches and it like shows their true colors, and then it is kind of never a thing because the real thing is the goo is causing the headaches. Yeah, and Riley ends up picking up the bust and smashing it before she lights the whole place on fire and it essentially stops. kills everybody. I, I so don't it think kills everybody I don't, that's remaining alive that was affected by the goo. I don't think the film addresses the fact that once she smashes the bust, if like the possession is over, right, but it don't matter because she's lighting that bitch on fire. Because they, they run out of the fraternal, the fraternity hall, lock the doors behind them and keep going. So I, she's, I see. I see the look on your face. Yep. <laughs> so she's assuming that the evil is from the the frat house. I think they she puts it together that it's from the bust because it's the only thing ble- like leaking actively leaking goo. And the, the bust. And okay. the professor does some nice exposition of saying once it got back here, we realized it had things. Oh, okay. And okay. this is how we're doing it, and this is why we're doing it. Women so, need to be subservient. This is how we're doing. If you want to be subservient, great. If not, we're killing you. So was there was there um, like a conclusion like that was effective or was it left open-ended? Like who knows if that was enough to stop the bust? 
That is an excellent... The evil of the bust. Here, 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 this is my notes. Frat boys locked. They're locked in their room. It's burning. Um, if, if I remember right, they stand outside, watch it burn, and then it starts credits. And then there's a mid-credits scene of the cat is licking the black goo that's leaking from a dead frat boy at their house. And then the cat looks at the camera and it ends. There's your open end right there, killer cats. With all women must die. All women must die. I hope that is not a female cat. <laughs> um, yeah. That's so, the movie so, I watched. So you had uh, open with a quote, and you said later that was going to come back. Well, apparently. How does that quote Well, I, I, go guess, I guess the quote, because it uses the word supernatural, was that man, man possesses power so formidable, formidable they can only be considered supernatural. Ooh, okay. I don't know. I don't know why this movie has a quote Incredible. at the start of it. it well, the foreshadow, like you said. Is it? Does 100%. it? 100%. Why else does it why else would it be there? That I, makes no sense. The only reason I I go back is because I wrote this down cuz a movie that starts with a quote sometimes is like, okay, well how's this playback? You're This does playback Your average audience isn't going to go back. Oh, remember that quote from the beginning? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're the average person go to a movie like this, you're turning your brain off. That's the whole point of this movie. Um, which is why when I watched 2006, that's why I was had a hard time recalling it cuz my brain was obviously not on. But I would say because that's a quote from Hawthorne, right? That's founder, what it says, Calvin which is Hawthorne. Also yeah. the bust, which is also the source of the possessions. I would assume that Hawthorne incarnated if that's even a word the bust with mm-hmm. the ideology goo mm-hmm. if you will I, however you want yeah right i would assume that's the whole link is it's that kind of ghost he literally too, stopped but... it started it with that quote of saying this will happen in the future i will make it so via superstition or supernatural things he was a cultist or something too it touches oh, on okay. it that he had these rites and rituals and yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. It's either here nor there because I still argue, do not, quote, unquote, remake Black Christmas. 100%. And have it be, not even well, it's a supernatural movie. movie. Like, just say it's called Goo, Goo Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, you know, the, the, the play with, like, there's something you can do. Yeah. The bust of Christmas past. Yeah. I the, but uh, to remake the hauntings it, of the past or something. Just to, or, it just uh, seems so stupid yeah. to do this. Um, so there was an interview with the director who says, "I wanted to make a movie where instead of feeling objectified or watched from a distance, the audience felt seen." It is the first Black Christmas film in which Bob Clark was not involved in the production process. He died in 07. Oh. so Bob Clark had produced and directed the original and the 06. Unlike the pre. This is no longer a quote. Unlike the previous two versions of Black Christmas, the remake was rated PG-13, a rating the director sought in hopes of making it accessible to new audiences, especially young women who are interested in horror and opening up discussions on major issues like sexual assault. Although she was uh, ready to fully commit to utilizing the higher R rating if the ratings board would not grant it. However, she would not use the PG-13 rated to water down the film's violence to a large degree, making it only slightly less violent than the original film. That I would agree with. It is slightly less violent. Okay. But I mean, again, you don't get a cool scene of like that opening kill where the body's being dragged away and it looks like it was a snow angel. Mm -hmm. There's not like a faint blood trail. 
Yeah, with Either, a stabbing, like, why would there not be blood? It's the purest snow of a woman who was just murdered that it now looks like someone just made a snow angel. That's all it is. Because, okay. It's, huh. I, I I applaud somebody for wanting to have themes and take on heavy themes like that. Right. And a movie right. wrapped in, up in, in a in horror movie. In genre of a movie, yeah. Exactly. But it is just so here nor there where like, you lean too heavy on one of those, and it feels preachy, and maybe that's what you go for. But, I mean, to straight up, the the guys that were taking that fraternal privilege, you don't know what their ideology is. You lump up a fraternity as being people that right. are less than, that need to be burned alive, essentially. Well, I But you don't know that, what that ideology is. Right. Like the guy who's like, well... But I guess you can argue because it, the it's one... it's a collection of individuals, but really society looks at both sororities and fraternities as general things, organizations of like-minded individuals. Yeah. That they're stereotyped into being kind of shitty people is my take on, yeah. on the movie's reference to that. It just but seems... That... Like you're saying, I mean... But why do you... But... I don't know. Why do you put it under a remake of Black Christmas? I, I don't know. That's just, a very good question. Just that make does... your own sorority versus fraternity bloodbath yeah. movie with all these ideals in it where you have it. I, honestly, this is a male versus female movie. Right. Don't call it Black Christmas. Call it fraternity wars, well, murders, or sorority. You yeah, know what I mean? Like campus, there's campus there's, upheaval or something. I don't know. There's something. And I just, I, I think it's frustrating when you have a movie that this is its second remake and it has right. nothing to do, at least with it, the 06. They kept with the, the general theme. They even went in depth more on the killer, it, which, yes. Uh, uh, well, but, I mean, it, it, and it's not a direct sequel, but I will say this. It's not a sequel. It's a remake. Yeah. Yeah. A loose remake. They even I, state loose remake. <laughs> I kept waiting for this to give me some kind of right. tie or a string back to the original. And when all I can kind of come out with was the emoji of a pig and a cat. Right. And then once I saw, once I realized that this was like a supernatural movie, I was like, okay, well, it has nothing to do. There's not a killer on the phone in the house and there's multiple killers. This should be done fairly quick, but it's still trying to do like, well, we're going to go slow. We're going to pick them off one by one. It's like, well, you've got how many fraternity they, guys? They going purposely to how many try sororities? to make it go slow, huh? Well, yeah, because that, huh. like that beginning kill. Why is he there and then True. disappearing? Why is he there why and disappearing? Why is he toying with, yeah. Only to kill her when he opens the door and stabs her with an icicle. Like, why? If, if, if your goal is to straight up murder sorority girls, then just do it. Then do it. And if you have an entire frat full of dudes that are capable... Why not just do it? And again, if you're doing that, go light their house on fire first. Well, is is maybe that the, that the point is that there's other sororities, so they are busy killing other so sorority sisters in other houses. So this the cop, the campus security is very dismissive. Oh, oh, they're gone. They went home. Of course, things are going to happen. Towards the end, our main fratern or our main sorority calls the guy he's all of a sudden on his way and it's such a jarring thing for this film but when he knocks on the door the when it's answered it's different ladies and they've got one of the guys on the ground and this woman jumps out of like another room and jumps on this guy and stabs him and this guy's like oh shit 
and then he gets stabbed by another fraternity guy, and then you're starting what? to realize, oh, they're attacking other fraternities. But it's such a jarring scene to go from our main people call the campus security. He shows up at the place, but it's not the place only to die. And then those girls get picked up by one of our main sorority girls to go back and fight the fraternity. So that's, there's only one fraternity that's killing everybody. Yep. Essentially. Yep. Anybody with feminist ideals. DKO. Is, DKO. Yep. They're the only ones doing it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know, too. They're not just killing women. They're killing everybody that is, doesn't agree with their ideal, but, ideology. Yeah. But as it go, that's the, the movie was painting it as this sorority is getting the brunt. The brunt of it because of the allegations. Right. Which makes sense. But in reality, it's everybody. Yeah, everybody's getting killed, and no one knows that it's happening. And so you're like, but... You would think there'd be like a, a mass chaos among the entire neighborhood of everybody being like, everybody's dying. I don't know. But you never get that feel. Nope. Huh. Because okay. the weird thing is, too, is like you've got people leaving for a Christmas break, but they're also doing it in class. They go to the of Elway's class, and he gives this speech about... Right, so it's a typical yeah situation with college. You have yeah, some, some people are done early and they just leave, and other people have yeah. to stay and finish out the but classes. But it is just okay. so stupid. Okay, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> I I scratched my head so many times, and because I, like I said, I get these themes are important. I don't know if this medium is the right way to do it because it gets, it just gets too weird. I agree. I feel like it belongs more in like a, if you want to keep in this area, it's more in the thriller drama area. Yeah. The horror not, area is not where this stuff belongs, in my opinion. It's too, I don't know. The genre itself, anyways, how it is, is just, it doesn't seem appropriate. No. I just don't care enough. I don't know. When I watch horror movies, I'm like, meh. Yeah, it's, it's scare me. This was a $5 million budget. It made 18 and a half back. Wow, that's decent. I guess it's. I'm surprised it only cost five million in today's day and age. Uh, honestly, like I was disappointed in my Black Christmas. I'd rather have watched yours. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. At least yeah. yours had a. I mean, well, as much as I don't like the uh, father brother shit, <laughs> <laughs> it's at least. No, I I would agree with you. The one uh, the one thing I did did like about it is that it actually like tried to stay true to the original story. So there is similarities. There's differences for sure, which there needs to be. But I would say it was just a modern take on the old story, which I enjoyed. Yeah, but just don't it call was it done black, very bad. Just don't call it Black Christmas. I just I that I will always harp on that. Just be original and have confidence enough. And what you're doing to call it something different. Because well, in 2019, how many people are like, oh, it's a Black Christmas remake. I'm super excited for it. No, you're right. like, oh, it's Black Christmas. It's its own it's unless, its own thing. Unless Just, you're into 74 Black Christmas, then you would never know. Well, the other thing, too, is exactly what you're saying on that same realm. If you want to use that as a jump, as a springboard, as your inspiration, do that. Yeah. Just continue on the series. I continue agree. on with the storyline. Go mm. somewhere with it. Don't try to just redo what's already been done if you're not going to do it the same. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I just don't understand why you would need Such to do it. Such a weird. Yeah. I, I, and, yeah. Maybe it's a studio thing. Maybe they're like, oh, this is what's being called. Like it has, you know, it could be like at that, that realm of, 
we have the money, we're signing the checks, we make decisions that aren't good, but we think they are, so therefore we make them type of thing. I have no idea. And I, I will say this movie probably could have gone in the other way and have shown the attack and have had more blood and have had more language, but I, but they I, wanted I, to keep it PG. Well, I was going to say within the PG 13 realm, do you think they didn't because they would have been over into the R? I think just because of the way the story flows, like it, the story is making it to where this happened, I think almost like a year ago, but it's just showing the, the lo- the lasting effects of it, of it's like dividing the sisters up. Kind of, there's kind of distrust, like, you know, did he really? And it's always like that. It's that you know, well, th- the accusatory nature of it versus it. It's just a, it's a weird idea to play with in a horror Christmas movie. Is all I'm saying. Well, another question too. I mean, I would say the same thing about the the other two. Um, would you say this really has much ties to Christmas? Uh, the only thing really is it just takes it just takes place around the holidays. At least yours, right? Kind of made sense, maybe, but it's not like it's it's the same realm though. Of like the only real tie to Christmas is around that time when they're leaving. It's like winter esque, yeah. but it's like not winter yet. I don't know. I mean, even in yours, are the bad guy wasn't? I don't know, beaten with Christmas lights or denied candy canes or like you know what I mean? Like it's not. I feel like if you're gonna have like a murderer like this, you've got to have like Christmas was a horrifying time for whatever reasons. And now he uses that as his excuse to kill. And that, I would say it, that's, that's what my movie did use is that it used Christmas more it as uses the catalyst Christmas to, as his focal point as mm-hmm. it was Billy's time to go back home. Cause that's when he killed his mom, killed his stepdad, um, took out his sister's eye, made the Christmas cookies out of his mom's skin Literally, yeah. that is a focal point. So that works. Never mind. I forgot about that. So that, 74... It, it is roaming around that. Yeah. yeah, so 74 and 19 really don't have any interplay with why the holiday season except that... And again, if you've got a fraternity whose goal is to pretty much wipe out unsubmissive women, why are you doing it at the time when they're most likely to go home? Because, again, you're not making it look... There's only two kills where, like, oh, yeah, they were supposed to go home and they didn't. So we got a little bit of a connection. After that, it's just murder. Straight up, everybody's going to see it murder. So what's your end goal? You're doing it at a holiday break. Yeah, it's, are like, you, the worst time. Are you hoping, like, you do this and, like, a year later, the fresh crop of sororities pop up are more submissive? Like, I don't, I don't get your end goal. Well, I guess that's the question is, when did this bust come to be? Like, what what um, provoked it? It was the sorority saying, we need to take this bust down because it represents misogynistic things. Because the founder times. was misogynistic. It doesn't deserve to be here. So we've kind of got a little bit of a counterculture thing going so, on. So they provoked it. So and that And that's the idea, too. Of like, well, the professor's out to get us. Of course, he's part of the fraternity. But come to find out, like, yeah. But it's also very supernatural. It's not like he's brainwashing these young men with ideas. It's no, it's just straight up a goo that takes over your body and possesses you, makes yeah. you murder. Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, this movie, I'm just gonna read this one review. Gave it a one out of ten stars. Mm. Bad, very bad. <laughs> this is very bad. 
I love the original, and the first remake is a masterpiece compared to this mess. Stay away and watch Bob Clark's classic instead. 100% agree. <laughs> yep. End of review. Uh, well, kiddos, get your presents wrapped. Well, I guess you're still at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Go do your shopping. Go do your... Black, oh, Friday. Black Friday. Go to your Black Friday yeah. shopping. As soon as it's Thanksgiving, guess what? It's Christmas season. Yeah, mm. maybe while you're out and about, you can find like a triple disc feature of all the Black Christmases. Oh, and, it's got to be out there. Oh. And then you can just be like, yeah, guess what we're watching? So good. All the Black Christmases because they are all, no, no, they're not all garbage. <laughs> like I said, I'd rather watch yours than mine. I'm glad there was a hiccup in the system. That was good, yeah. All right, movie, movie, <laughs> movie, movie. Well, movie rewrite wishes you a happy Thanksgiving. Next, you and I have SCX.